Does your pastor need a shepherd? As new pastors jump into ministry, it's easy to get overwhelmed with all the ministry demands and begin to burn out. Phil Newton and Rich Shadden says that mentoring is the key as they talk about this important relationship between a veteran pastor and a new pastor in their book, Pastors Need Shepherding Too. And we're going to explore this vital relationship with Rich Shadden. Rich has served as a pastor for over 10 years. He continues pastoring and training pastors through the local church pastoral residency at Audubon Park Baptist Church and through Bethlehem College and Seminary in Memphis. And good morning, Rich. Good morning. Glad to be here with you. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Thanks so much. So in your experience, Rich, and through your ministering and mentoring other pastors, what are some of the major things, major reasons that our pastors are burning out? Well, I think one thing I've noticed is that we plunge into pastoral ministry and we don't, we haven't really learned how to set a pace that is sustainable. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, before you know it, a pastor is overwhelmed with all of the different responsibilities because there's really no manual. It's not as though someone tells you this is exactly what you need to do and this is your do- job description and this is the, you know, how you fill your time. I mean, you're figuring all of that out really on your own in many ways. And so I think sometimes it just starts to feel like everything is imploding because we haven't figured out how to set that kind of pace. And so, honestly, that's one of the reasons why I think it's important to have a pastoral mentor, someone who can kind of coach you along in these things mm-hmm. and um, help you you know, learn how to set that good pace. So, Rich, tell us about your relationship with your mentor pastor, the one that helped you write this book here, uh, Phil Newton. How did that get started? Yeah, well, Phil is just a dear friend and a great brother, so thankful the Lord and His kindness put him in my path. You know, my wife and I, uh, we started visiting the church where Phil was senior pastor for over 35 years, Southwoods Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee. And um, after we started visiting and and just kind of realized this is where we, at the time, that's what we wanted to, the church we wanted to make our home, got to know Phil, and Phil invited me to uh, become a part of their pastoral residency. And just through that, um, being with that cohort of men that he and some of the other elders were training and spending uh, a lot of one-on-one time with Phil, just learning, growing, that's really how the relationship began. And, And by God's grace, it has just continued throughout this last decade of my own ministry, and I'm very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. So, Rich, I've heard a number of pastors talk about a term called sheep bites. (laughs) And um, as a pastor, um, that's something that can be taken as kind of a surprise and kind of a discouragement. How do you uh, talk to to other pastors about that? Yeah, and I assume by what you mean by sheep bites, it's just sometimes pastoral ministry, you can find yourself getting injured. uh, Yeah wounded by sometimes intentional and sometimes unintentional, I guess mm-hmm. you would say, bites yes. from sheep. And, and really, over time, it's, it's that collective, I guess, pressure, those collective bites mm-hmm. that can really wear a pastor down. And, um, you know, I think I, I remember going through a really difficult season at, at Audubon Park, 
And, and I was asking the question, you know, because I think just having received several of those bites, I was asking the question, how do you know when it's time to go? Mm. And talked with Phil about this. In one text he pointed me to was John chapter 10, and it's that passage where uh, Jesus is referring to himself as the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Hmm. Now, of course, that's a text about Jesus, but he's the chief shepherd, and he's the model shepherd for all of those who serve as under-shepherds, as pastors of local churches. And, of course, Phil knew me. He knew my family. He knew that, you know, by God's grace, my marriage was in a good spot. Um, you know, it wasn't the, the situation at the church wasn't hurting my family, but, but it was strenuous and exhausting. And so he just pointed me to that text. And it was a reminder that as pastors, we are called to lay down our life for the flock that God has entrusted to our care. And so I knew at that moment I couldn't go. And the flock needed to continue to be shepherded and fed. And so I think stepping back, looking at the big picture, Mm. we have to remember that we are called to live a life of sacrifice for the good of God's church. That doesn't mean there aren't times to go. Sometimes that's the best decision, but we should at least ask the question, okay, I've been injured, I've been wounded, um, but maybe God is calling me to endure for the good of this flock, and and by God's grace, maybe we'll see some good fruit. So you asked that question, that's kind of what came to my mind initially. Mm -hmm. It's just looking for that long-term fruit you might not see initially, but if you endure, maybe God will let you see it. So, Rich, how do young pastors navigate expectations? You know, you have those, some of the church members might expect every time somebody's sick that the senior pastor make a visit, or like, what what things should they be responsible for and be part of their job, and, and what other things can they delegate or put up boundaries on? Oh, that's such a good question, and, and honestly a question I think we continue to grow in our understanding of how to answer that. Um, but... I do think we have to prioritize what Scripture prioritizes. And First Peter 5, uh, Peter reminds us that we are called to shepherd the flock. And the primary way that Scripture seems to emphasize shepherding the flock is through the ministry of the Word. And so there are so many administrative responsibilities that are important, and they need to be accomplished but pastors are called to feed and nurture the flock, to care for the hearts of God's people, to walk with them through trials, to point them to the chief shepherd as the ultimate satisfier of their souls. And so I would just simply say, having that as a foundation and building everything else around that, I think it's how you start to manage those expectations. And then when there are responsibilities that do need to be accomplished, um, if you if you have other pastors that can shepherd with you, sometimes they can take some of those. Sometimes your deacons can take some of those responsibilities, and, and sometimes it's just gifted members in the church that can, you know, you can delegate responsibilities to, um, to make sure that all the important things are getting done. But but as a pastor, you have the responsibility of shepherding the flock of God with the Word of God, and so I think you just start from there and and work your way out. Yeah. So, Rich, I know that it's important for all of us to have someone that we can confide in, somebody that we can yeah. do life with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so how is it, I mean, I guess how is it important for, not how, but how do pastors, you know, really find somebody like that? Because if it's in, you know, you feel kind of different sometimes in your congregation uh, if you, you know, share your heart with everybody and you lay out the laundry, so to speak. Sure. You know, but what what have your experience or what have you seen in that area? Well, and that's such a good point because as a pastor, first and foremost, I'm a human being, Mm -hmm. I'm a sinner, uh, I'm a broken person myself, and so I need God's grace and others speaking into my life, and that's so vital, I think, for longevity as well. But, you know, in God's kindness, I was able to just meet Phil by visiting Southwoods, Mm -hmm. and that doesn't always happen. Sometimes pastors feel like they're isolated, and I think one thing to do is to just begin taking the initiative to build relationships with other pastors. And it doesn't necessarily have to be another pastor, but just a godly person um, who you can talk with, ask questions to, learn from and glean from. And I think, if possible, it's ideal to have another pastor because he's walked in your shoes before. And just build that relationship and take the initiative in that because I do think most pastors who have a good amount of experience and have been through a lot of these difficult situations and trials are glad to share and glad to talk, but maybe they don't know how to begin that mentoring relationship. And so I think for a younger pastor, take that initiative because that older, wiser pastor would love to talk with you and pour into you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's how you start. And one thing I thought about in regard to mentor relationships it would be so easy to just pull from a mentor. But what I've discovered in my own personal relationship with Phil and even other mentors, they're friends. Yeah. And, and pastors true. need friends. Yeah. And and I pray for him and he prays for me, mm-hmm. but I and admittedly I've pulled much more from him than he has from me, but <laughs> um but that's a friendship that I'm so thankful for. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's good. This is such a good resource, especially as I think about in the culture that we're in with so many uh, pastors not spending very much time at a certain church or, you know, just having to deal with a lot of stresses in our culture today and a lot of things just still uh, left over from COVID (laughs) that are still part of the equation. So before I let you go, would you speak into the life of someone who's listening in that is a pastor and maybe, you know, they're feeling still a little exhausted from the last couple years and maybe their congregation isn't fully back and they're feeling discouraged over, over some of the things that are happening in their church. Well, how speak into their experience right now. Yeah, that's such a good question. And in a real need, I think right now, um, you know, I think it's important to remember that Jesus is the chief shepherd of his church. He loves his church more than we ever will. But he is in his kindness, called us to shepherd his flock. And so one, first and foremost, we just need to trust him that he knows exactly what he's doing. He's given us his means of grace in his word so that we can apply our efforts toward the things he's He's encouraged us to to build up his church with, to edify his church with. So just stay faithful. Keep Mm. trusting in what he has told us to do. Keep trusting 
that he is the chief shepherd of his church, and he is going to keep every one of his saints until the end. And God is sovereign over COVID, and um, he's in control of that. And then another thing I would say is it may just be time for a break. Mm. Pastors need to get away, be refreshed, Mm -hmm. take a little retreat. You know, one thing that I experienced um, is I was able to actually in the summer of 2020, right at the height of COVID, I took a sabbatical. And I had not had a sabbatical up to that point. And the church graciously gave me two months worth of a sabbatical. And that doesn't happen for everyone. Yeah. But the Lord showed me in that sabbatical that I had some pride in my life that I had not repented of, that I had not dealt with. And, and I just needed to realize some of the things I just shared with you. It's his church, not mine. Mm-hmm. And, and that gave me a sense of freedom and refreshment that I had not yet experienced. So I think maybe just sometimes a break. Mm. Get away, time with the Lord, that can be so helpful. Yeah, that's real good. Called Shepherding the Pastor, Help for the Early Years of Ministry, and it's written by uh, Phil Newton, as well as our guest this morning, Rich Shadden, as well. So Rich, thank you so much for your wisdom, and Mm -hmm. thanks for taking the time to visit with us. Well, thank you for this opportunity, and I pray this, this book will be a blessing to so many pastors. 